Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10. That's 10. I'm Jason Perry. And I'm Kimberly Bradshaw. And we get together on a Thursday morning live on this YouTube feed to share with you what's going on in the world of employment and HR. And Kimberly's chuckling already. Um, well, there's never a dull moment, is that? I should actually just say, sorry if I cough, because I'm recovering from uh, from a cough. It's, but yeah, it's crazy at the moment. Indeed. Again. Uh, we, we live in interesting times, I think, is the uh, way. I would normally expect what I call not a budget to kind of have such important HR and employment uh, consequences, Kimberly. I know. I mean, I think the big one is the national insurance changes, isn't it? It's which have been reversed to um, previous levels. Yes, from the sixth of November. Now, in some senses, it's kind of a non-story to employers because any modern payroll system will do this automatically. You know, gone are the days where you had to make complex calculations and write out your payslips or even run software updates. I because, remember those days. Absolutely. But for almost all employers, they will find it just works on the right day and the calculations will be adjusted. Yeah. The bit that really caught my interest, and I keep reading this with amusement, is the fact that employers were, first of all, uh, required to, and then encouraged to, put a note on payslips about the increase to declare that it was contributing to the health and social care levy, weren't they? Yes, which um, I don't think ever took off, really. I don't know of anyone that put it on, do you? Do you know, I know of one employer wow. that actually um, was aware of it and it happened, and it was literally because their payroll provider did it for them. Um, mm -hmm. But I've talked to numerous HR people. I'm yet to find one who knew about it or had put it in place. So the, the official advice is make sure you remove the note, Um but I, I just have a sneak suspicion you probably didn't put the note on your payslip in the first place. Yeah, and to be honest, telling people to put things on a payslip is people don't read those properly. They just look at the figures. If you want to send a message, do it another way, using yes. employee engagement, perhaps. Oh, I, I, I knew there would be an employee <laughs> engagement plug there. Um, the, the, the kind of bits of this that do get my interest and employers ought to be watching out for, particularly the smaller employers... Um, is the, uh, what's the word, employment allowance, that's the word. Yeah. Um, and there is this uh, national insurance um, free limit you're allowed. Till quite recently, it was 2000 and I think it was the last budget, it was raised to £5,000, where an employer can claim the first £5,000 of their national insurance contributions free. Yeah. Um, and that was, or still is, I should say, based on whether your contributions in the last tax year were below £100,000. But this national insurance change actually has the capability to put a few employers back in that mix, doesn't it? It does, which at you know, times when everybody's struggling financially, individuals and employers, I think is you know, a good thing to take note of. Yes, Certainly indeed. worth checking. Indeed. As somebody who runs a recruitment agency, I ought to point out to any um, employers that use them, check your charge rates from the 6th of November, because if your supplier as an employment agency is paying less on national insurance, 
kind of hoping they're adjusting your charge rate. So watch out for that one and make sure it's reflected in there. It, it, it's not a big change, but it should be there. Um, I think there's a win also, isn't there, on if the thresholds, we're assuming that the thresholds have stayed the same, but, you know, the changes to, to national insurance are likely to be a benefit to those that earn under 30,000, isn't it? They, they are. And I mean, there's lots in the media about this at the moment saying who the budget benefited or who the not a budget benefited. Um, but the thresholds are an interesting thing, because if you, for those of you that follow this, you'll know we had the national insurance increase, which came in in April of this year. And there was a big fuss about it affecting the lowest earners disproportionately. And Rishi Sunak, when he was Chancellor, seems a long time ago now, but when he was Chancellor, um, made a change by upping the thresholds, which meant the lowest earners wouldn't pay any national insurance. And I don't have the exact figure in front of me, Low around eleven thousand pound a year income, if I recall correctly, um, yeah. somewhere somewhere around the tax threshold level, and I haven't seen anything to suggest the thresholds have been reversed. So what that means is not only is the NI limit NI contribution reduced by one and a quarter percent, but the thresholds have remained at the higher level, I believe, which will make again quite a difference to those lowest earners so this is just um covid revisited isn't it oh look we're going to make major changes but we're not actually going to make, give you the detail just quite yet it, you know there's so much here we don't know and you know in 10 minutes and we've got about four left kimberly i mean the other thing i want to pick up on i'm going to try and do it at record pace um is the removal of eu laws because that was the other part of Friday from an employment perspective. There's talk of a bill, and I, I kind of have to look at my notes to get this right. It's going to be the introduction of a retained EU law bill. And what that will do, as I understand it, is name employment regulations and laws that will remain and can be adjusted. And if the regulation, the EU employment regulation, isn't named within that bill, my understanding is that EU regulation will automatically expire at the end of December next year. Now, that's quite rapid in legal changes. Absolutely. I mean, you know, as you know, we and our viewers know as well, we have regular employment law changes on an ongoing basis every year anyway, which is why we need to update things like handbooks and contracts. Indeed. So but you know this is probably the biggest thing in employment law well <laughs> the trouble is at the moment this is just over 12 months away we don't know what's going to be in it and what the changes are but the things to watch out for as far as i'm concerned are the working time regulations which could affect hours people work rest breaks could affect holiday entitlement there's a huge amount in the working time regulations, but we expect that to be in the mix for changes. We think TUPI could be in the mix for changes. There's suggestions about fixed term uh, worker contract regulation that could be in there. Um, and and the one, time. Yeah, the one that really has my interest, I have to say, is the agency worker regulations. Um, we don't know what will happen to these things, but we think they will be amended, relaxed or repealed. Um, and we have to plan for it on the basis it and I'm, I'm going to do something really controversial here 
We have to plan for it on the basis it might happen by December next year. <sighs> yes, but quite what and when? Well, there's, a, <laughs> there, there's a huge um, risk here. Um, for those of you who've been watching the sterling markets over the past mm. week, the big question is how long will the government remain in place and uh, will they actually survive long enough for this to happen and even if they do um you know they might do something miraculous and regain confidence i'm not judging or making a political statement but even if they do can they win the next general election and if not if this is uh 31st of december 23 if we have an incoming government and it now looks quite possible if not likely that incoming government might be labor will all these changes then be repealed that's yeah as i said at the beginning there's never a dull moment no and i think as an employer trying to plan for these you have to almost plan for huge change yeah. rather than any certainty over what might happen is my feeling of what we're looking at yeah i know I bet the uh, TU... You sound voters. so excited. Pardon? They said, you sound so excited. Well, it's because it keeps us on our toes. Um, and, uh, you know, that's one of the, yeah. the positives about the yeah. COVID crisis Quick. was that we were on our toes the Ab whole time. Absolutely. Quickly, just try and sneak in one more that I think is really significant before we run out of time. IR35. Absolutely. What's happening with IR35? Well, they've repealed all the changes that were made in 2017 and last year um, so that instead of employers being responsible for compliance, it's the contractors themselves, Indeed. which I think is a, a big plus. Mm. I mean, it was quite a burden on employers to go through a range of checks to ensure a contractor was doing the appropriate thing and the end user carrying responsibility for it and as you say that is being moved entirely back onto the onus being on the individual by simply repealing the 2017 and 21 2021 regulations so that's another biggie to watch out for if you use contractors but as ever we only have 10 minutes and uh, we've run out of time kimberly not again <laughs> so for now thank you very much we won't be here next week as I will be at the Recruitment Expo conference in Birmingham next week. But we will be back in two weeks' time for another fascinating update of what's going on in the HR world. Look forward to it. Bye-bye. See you soon. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.